Before we start today's show, I just want to give a massive shout out to Acast for making this show happen. Thanks, Acast. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the PJ Podcast for episode number 12. I am your host, PJ Harding. Lovely to have you here. I'm very excited about the episode this week because it's a slightly different side of the coin from what I've been talking about a lot lately. (laughs) And that is, well, I'm 35 weeks pregnant, I'm about to have a baby, and there's been a lot of chat because I'm an open book. And I'm learning as I go. And look, I have absolutely no regrets or apologize for talking about all that stuff because that's where I'm at in my life and it's front of mind. But I am acutely aware that there are a lot of people around my age who can find this time really isolating and alienating when there is so much pressure to settle down. And for whatever reason, maybe you don't want to have kids, maybe you can't have kids. It can be a really weird time when everyone is constantly asking you, when are you having kids? Why do you not want kids? You're selfish. Bloody, bloody, blah, goes on. So I wanted to get someone on who is actively speaking about making this decision in her early 30s. Her name is Danny Duncan. She is an online creator out of Christchurch. And yes, I know I've had a lot of guests on this show from Christchurch. That is not my bias, I promise. It's just coincidence. But Danny has been ruffling a few feathers online. And this is what really, it fascinates me, that people get really triggered by someone speaking out about something that they are choosing to do for their life. This is no one else's business. This is literally her decision. And it's a massive decision. One of the biggest decisions you'll ever make. So why do people get so fired up when people tell you that they don't want to have kids. We're going to go into that and the interesting reaction that people give um, when making this decision. Also, Danny has had a very interesting life to date. Um, she's had quite a religious upbringing. She got married uh, in her early 20s and was divorced before the end of her 20s. And we're going to also talk about <laughs> making friends in your early 30s and how and how challenging it can be because I'm bloody awkward. Like, I talked for a living and I struggle making <laughs> friends at this age. So we're going to get some tips on that. I hope you enjoy it for episode number 12 on the PJ Podcast. 
Danny, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, I'm so excited about it. Um, so you, okay, because I know the term influencer has mm. many connotations and I, I personally don't <laughs> like using it, but, but at the end of the day, it's reality and at the end of the day, it's a living. And at the mm. end of the day, there are a lot of people actually doing really good things on platforms yeah, and yeah. actually trying to spread yeah. good messages. When people ask what you do for a living, do you say that? What do you say? The other day I was at the gym and because um, I'm new there, a guy was like, oh, what do you do for a job? And I was like, shit. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I kind of do a bit of like photography and like marketing. And he's like, and then he's like, oh, who do you work for? I was like, oh, I work for myself. But then, and I thought it was going to be it. And then he's like, kept going. And I was like, oh no. And then I just like did this big sign. I'm like, I'm going to say something and you're just going to think it's cringe. But I was like, I'm an influencer. And he was like, <laughs> Oh, yep, 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 cool, cool. And I was like, oh, he probably just thinks I'm the biggest douchebag now. It's shit because I guess there are a lot of people that have ruined the reputation yeah. of yeah, an influencer. Yeah. And, like, um, these days there are so many more people actually, like, being conscious about what they post. Yeah. And you're one of those people. And I started following you a while back because um, there are some pretty important issues that you kind of like to get across. Like, obviously, you're very environmentally conscious. Was that kind of what <laughs> sort of started – getting you yes. a bit of a following where you started posting about how you can be fashionable but actually, you know, yeah. environmentally yeah. conscious? I th- yeah, I think that's how I think that's how it happened for me because there wasn't a lot, especially in New Zealand, there wasn't yeah. a lot of Kiwi people talking about it in the fashion space. And so I think that's – it was just right time, right time for me, yeah. But that's kind of ballsy in itself because – I think we all know that a lot of influencers do get so much free shit, right? So much stuff that just goes unused and whatever. And so positioning yourself, did you find that you actually alienated so many clients to start? Or did you even go in trying to get money? Did that sort of end up Uh, happening over time? Um, I didn't go into it trying to get money. So I actually had a store called The Mustard Jumper. That's what my page used to be called. And so a lot of people will know me as The Mustard Jumper because I was looking for a mustard jumper at the time. So I was like, oh, this is a fun name. I love a mustard jumper. Have you found a good mustard jumper lately? I actually never found one. (laughs) No. So many people would find them and they're like, do you want me to send you one? And I was like, actually not want one anymore. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, that was my name. And I sold vintage clothing. And then – so the way I got started influencing is I one day, I think I had a mascara and I was like, this mascara is amazing. And I was like, I want to share it with people. I'm classic oversharer. Mm. So I shared it on my, like I was a store and I shared it on the store and my mum messaged me, texted me like not long after. And she said, oh, Danny, I don't know if you should do that. Like it might not be the best thing for a store to be talking about something else and I was like no mum I've definitely seen people do this kind of thing on social media and thank goodness I didn't listen to her because that's kind of how it got started I just started sharing things people seemed to be interested um so in terms of alienating clients I've definitely missed out on a lot of jobs Mm. but I don't really care so much about them because it wasn't me anyway and it's been the best thing for me because now I'm kind of known as someone that works in the sustainable field. And so all these brands that are doing the sustainable thing now want to work with me. So it's definitely worked out better in the long run. hundred percent. And I think like it's always about staying true to yourself, even though it may seem really dry at the beginning or whatever. And you're like, oh, I'm missing out on all these opportunities. I could be doing that. But like, if it's not you, it's not going to serve you in the long term. Totally. Um, Yeah. And 
How did you um, find that? Like, because were you? Because you were like one of the sort of first people to really start doing that. Was that kind of like an isolating time period, or was it really rewarding um, being able to connect with people and be like, "Shit, actually." Nah, I think it was more the second. Like, mm. it was quite rewarding. So there's another girl called Kate. Her thing's called Ethically Kate. Yes. And I really connected with her because we were kind of doing the same thing. And now there's all these other people that are starting to do it. So it's, nah, it was more, I don't mind, this sounds real wanky, but I don't mind being a leader. Yeah. So I didn't, I totally didn't mind having my head above the sand and going, this is the way I'm doing it. And like doing that. So at what point did you decide that this was going to become a full on job in your life? Uh, So I was a speech language therapist and I, it was really cool job, really rewarding. (laughs) Rewarding. But (laughs) rewarding. (laughs) Oh my God, how funny that I just, I'm a speech language therapist and I say rewarding. (laughs) So rewarding. Classic. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so you did that. Rewarding. Yeah. But very stressful. I'm gonna announce all my words now. Um and I really enjoyed the creative side of Instagram. Um and so I just slowly transitioned out. So I started doing this full time maybe coming up two years, I think it would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was definitely a slow transition and I'm definitely earning less money now than I was before. So I definitely didn't do it for the money. I did it for, I love, I love what I'm doing now. I look forward to my job. Well, yeah, let's talk about that because like the influencer reputation is just like, take, take, take. Oh my God, they get to live the life. But really the reality Mm. of it is not like that. Talk to us about like your month by month. Yeah. Because it's so different, right? Yeah, I think for some people it probably is what you think it is. Like it's a lot of free stuff, getting paid. Like I know, for instance, um, if I was to say yes to H&M, I know they pay really well. Mm -hmm. But I don't say yes to H&M. I say yes to other brands which don't have the big budgets. Um, So for me, it is I just looked at my financial records from the last two years and I think the last, the second, wait, what am I trying to say? End of year 21 uh, was far less than minimum wage. Mm. End of year last year, or well, the year just been, it's there's definitely been an increase. So I'm like, I'm here for the long game. I'm going to keep increasing, believing that it's going to happen. But um, yeah, it's definitely not a lot of money. And it's for me, and it's also very inconsistent. So I'm just about to get to my busy period. But yeah. for me, it's I feel like it's seasonal at the moment. So after Christmas, dries right up. But you've um, got to have that trust. Like, I mean, it must be cool seeing the amount of people that have started gravitating towards the stuff you're talking about, you know, the more yeah. people in your field that are starting to post about that. And with that is going to hmm. surely come more money oh, over time. and then, I really hope so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I like, think so. Like the good people have to be rewarded. The good causes have to be rewarded yeah, eventually. Yeah. Um, yeah. So environmental fashion, that's obviously mm. one facet you cover. Mm-hmm. Um, in more recent times there have been <laughs> some more outspoken <laughs> topics that have got you some headlines, uh, which, I, which I really wanted to get you on to talk about because <laughs> one of those topics is just embracing the child-free life. Um, you're 31 like me. Yes, I yeah, am. We both grew up in Christchurch, represent. We did. <laughs> um, and 
I guess like when did you decide to sort of announce that? Did it happen kind of accidentally and were you like, oh my God, actually this could connect with a lot of people? I don't remember the very first time, but it did feel, I mean, I just share everything that's on my mind pretty much. I'm just a classic oversharer. I don't really think too much before I put something out into the world. I don't think of what's going to happen. So I just, I probably just shared it. It was like, I'm in my thirties and I'm thinking about maybe not having children. And then the reaction was instantly overwhelming and like you can tell if you've hit a chord because you will get a whole lot of negative and you'll get a whole lot of positive but it's just a whole lot like there was just so many dms and so i was yeah i was just like there's something in this um and was it was it was it pre-split down the middle with kind of the positive and negative yes at the beginning definitely definitely like i i mean i don't think i really thought about my delivery and so that's what gets me into trouble is I don't often think about, oh, how's this going to sit with some people? I can be quite sassy. I do have a little bit of humor. And so that didn't sit well with people. I've kept it going. Totally haven't stopped it. But I think now that I've set some pretty clear boundaries and I know what I'm going to stand for, people yeah. are talking to me about, I'm just like, oh, that's not my problem that yeah it's such so, yeah, an interesting thing. topic because it hits such a raw emotion because mm. obviously it's so conditioned in society that you know yeah. there's all these expectations and there's so much pressure and I think I wonder why uh, the reason why it hits people so hard is because mm. they're obviously taught over the decision you know there's so many people that yeah. have either been pushed into that situation maybe they're not super yeah. keen some people do yeah. it because they feel like they have to do it. Some people are genuinely happy and maybe they're like, hey, just let me be me. But the thing is, you're not telling anyone no. to not have children. You're saying no. this is what you're choosing to do. And it's so interesting that that triggers such a dramatic response. Yeah. And I do think that, like, I do have empathy for the women that message me. And I do get a lot of it mm. of people saying, I actually never really thought about if I wanted to have children, I decided to have children and not that they regret it, but they like, if I could go back, I would have done what you're doing and really taken the decision more seriously. Um, and so I think there is probably a lot of people that I don't want to say regret it, but aren't incredibly happy. That's super stoked on that. And that's, but that's, yeah. but these are the honest conversations that need to be had because you oh, do yeah. go online and you just see this like picket white fence imagery that comes up of people who have settled down and the reality is it's not like that and I think the more no. people do show the real sides of it amazing yeah. but there's yeah social media and dare I say it, the mummy blogger has glamorized being a mum, and so yeah. a lot of pe- I, I I imagine a lot of people are going into it and then like oh this is not what I thought it was going to be like um yeah well you're sort of opening up about you know, even you, you haven't even said forever that you're going to be child free, but you're just no. saying, look, this is kind of my stance at the moment. Yeah, You've yeah. opened yourself up to some attacks. Like, what are some of the nastiest things people have <laughs> said to you? Oh my gosh. Um, oh, the classic, like, it's very classic what child free people will get. So, you'll never know true love. Um, you're selfish. You're narcissistic. Um, oh yeah, totally. Mainly on TikTok, that's what I get. That I'm narcissistic, which is like cool. Okay, if being child free <laughs> makes me narcissistic. Then call me narcissistic. Yeah. How um, do you deal with that? Do you take that? Because uh, I feel like you're actually someone who feels a lot, right? And you probably yeah. you want to make people happy. Um, totally. Would that I knock think, you out for a day? 
when it's a str- when it's coming from a stranger, mm. I it doesn't bother me. So I've actually done um, a lot of therapy regarding my anxiety from social media. So nowadays, I feel like I can handle it better. When it comes from someone that I've had some kind of connection with, for instance, someone that I went to high school with, a friend of a friend, and they come in and they're like, I don't they're unhappy with what I'm saying mm. that's when it gets to me and that because you respect I, their opinion yeah or not necessarily that I'm respecting their opinion it's just they kind of know me mm. and it's just this people-pleasing thing that I have that I don't like it when someone's upset with me but then I know that what I've done is fine I'm, I'm not wrong and so it's this tension of like, do I need to care what this person's saying? And then there's been a couple of times when I've actually had to block people that I've known from the past because I'm like, they don't get it. They're not trying to understand me. They just want to have a go at me. And it's been, yeah, I get very anxious about that. So I just have to be careful how much time I give to people. Yeah, and, and how much how much energy you let all that kind of affects you, eh? Do you have, like, a limit yeah. per day of how, how much you I go? <laughs> I know. Same. I I'm so bad. I'm so bad recently. I swear I used yeah. to be really conscious about it and I had an overhaul yeah. and I was, like, really good at keeping under, like, a couple of hours a day. I'm terrible I'm so at the moment. Bad. Yeah. I, yeah, no, I need to have better balance and I keep telling myself that, but, I'm a little bit of a workaholic, so, yeah. But it's hard though, right, because it is your job. Like for a lot of people, that yeah, you know, yeah. that's the the leisure, the scrolling, you go there, but you're actually going there for work. So it just becomes like this yeah. weird blurred line of yeah. being on it all day. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, it's not good, but um, <laughs> maybe eventually I'll learn how to have balance. <laughs> mm. So what else has come from you, you know, speaking about this? Like I know it's not like a groundbreaking topic, but it is something that – probably hasn't been spoken about in a cool colloquial way that a lot of young women can relate to. Yeah. It's been, I can see, is it your mum behind <laughs> Yeah, my mum. Mum, what are you doing? Hey, mum. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've got the ladder, yeah. <laughs> I just lit the candle. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm on. This is Danny. Oh, hi, Danny. Hi. <laughs> hey, I don't want to be on the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all right. Cut you up. Yeah. Yep, yep, I'll cut you up, yep. <laughs> She's just lighting the fire. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, uh, what other, what, 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 where else has this sort of taken you talking about it? Oh, so I go, yeah. So, I, <laughs> sorry, mum, three years. Yeah. I was very surprised that this did get a lot of attention because I was, I was thinking, surely there's other people talking about it. And there are other people talking about it, but potentially, there's not a lot of people talking about it. And so a lot of people haven't come across it. Mm. So yeah, I have got a fair amount of attention. So the first thing that happened was my TikTok. I was like, oh, I'm a, I work in social media. I should probably jump on TikTok. I was doing just like cute, cutesy little TikToks here and there. Mm. I had like no followers. My followers, I had um, around 2,000. And this is another little wanky moment, but it literally okay. went to 50,000. In like two days. Was yeah, that because was Kristen Bell nuts. reposted? No. That? Was this another no. one? This is like, this is about a month before that. So I just posted a TikTok saying, hey, where are all the um, child-free people at? Because all I'm reaching is the mamas with the bubbas. This mm. That's literally all I said. 
And for some reason, TikTok decided to make that go viral, Mm. which was nuts. And so all of a sudden I had this TikTok account. And so I was like, okay, I'll run with it. I'll just make my child-free content. So that went off. And then the next, um, yeah, I've done, uh, I've had quite a lot of people with podcasts actually reach out. They're all sitting in my inbox and I haven't actually read them because I'm like, this is too much. It's too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Um, all of a sudden you're this expert on on child-free life and you're like, well, hang on. No, I'm just expressing like where I want to come from and maybe I'll connect with some people, but I'm not an expert. Yeah. Um, I, the other week I was on, um, what's it called? Oh, you were on TV the other day. Seven Sharp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sharp. <laughs> I've been interviewed for the um, newspaper. It hasn't come out yet, but that's coming out apparently. And yeah, Kristen Bell. So what happened was, I my I'm going to claim it. My face was on her Instagram stories. Mm-hmm. We love it. Kristen Bell, but it wasn't actually my video. Someone had stitched my video, but my face was at the start. So I was like, I'm claim claiming it. it. Claim yeah. it. I know. You and her pretty much like best friends. I know. So, no, it has been cool. It's been really cool. And I'm kind of like, what's what's happening next? Like, I feel like, yeah, it's exciting to know that I've started a conversation and – and and my part of the yeah. internet. This is this is what someone um actually commented the other day. They're like, oh, they just made the inference that I was getting a bit cocky about the fact that I started this child-free conversation, yeah. and actually, there's other people that talk about it too. And you need to give them. God, you can't win. Um, credit. And I was just like, I never said I was the only person talking. Anyway. But I am excited. I'm excited to see what might happen. I know you'd hate to be tarted as an expert, but there will be people listening who are ex- in exactly the same boat and they're creeping up to the similar age or maybe they're younger, maybe they're older. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, they're thinking, I actually don't want to have children. What advice do you have for them to kind of navigate <laughs> your way? <laughs> I know I said you're not an expert and I'm coming to you like an expert, but like to navigate your way through society in a time yeah, where there's yeah. so much conversation around it. I honestly think the best thing that has helped me is talking about it out loud with other people that are also either sure about it or unsure because it is, it's such, I honestly think it's one of the biggest decisions I would ever make if I did did decide to have children and I want to go into it knowing that I've considered not everything, but considered a lot of what it would mean for my life. Mm -hmm. And the only way I can really figure that out is by talking to people and actually even talking to people that are peers and just going, okay, no, tell me the actual truth. Like, I know it looks, I know you make it look fun. Tell me what it's like Mm -hmm. day to day. And do you find that your your friends who are parents do open up honestly? I actually, I'm a little bit lucky in that I don't have a lot of friends that are parents yet yeah. apart from my sister-in-law and my my baby sister is pregnant at the moment yeah. um which has been very interesting um so I'm almost especially with my sister I'm really looking forward to seeing how it goes for her <laughs> yeah you'll be front seat <laughs> yeah really like, well you um, might get fully have you thought about if you do like make a oh my god <laughs> 360 oh decision. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> People are going to hate me, no, especially on TikTok. No, but I feel like you've been transparent about yeah, yeah. your whole thought process, but I can imagine yeah. how daunting that would be to yeah. come out, open up this conversation, and then a couple of years yeah. down the track, you're like, 
Guys. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> I've made I'm a decision. Pregnant. But why does it have to be a fixed concrete I know. thing? Like and the people, world is a weird, yeah. weird place right now. And of course you're going to have a lot of concerns about bringing yeah. a child up right now. The funny, yeah, people say often say to me, oh, but you might change your mind. And, yeah, I might change my mind, mm. but they say it like it's a bad thing. Like they're and I'm like, snarky about it. Yeah. Mm. Um, and also the other day I said, I said a comment on TikTok, something about I'm um, 80% not wanting to have them 20% I might and some people had such a problem with that they're like well I thought you didn't want to have children and I was like what does it matter like (sighs) oh my gosh people yeah people seem to be very black and white about a subject that is not easy to come to no anyway no and I think just the more People talk about it, the better you're right, and finding those like-minded people. And even yeah. and even if you – because it is hard for people when everyone settles down yep. and they're the only one left yep. and they feel so like they're one out and it's like you kind yep. of have to find new friends. Yeah, and actually so we just moved from Napier to back to Christchurch. One of the big reasons for that was in Napier – I just couldn't find any friends that didn't have children. Every single person I met ended up announcing that they were pregnant. And I was like, I cannot. <laughs> there is something in the water. <laughs> yeah. And um, Napier is the place to go if you want to have babies, apparently. Yeah. Very cute town. But um, it was it was actually really hard. I really struggled with the fact that every person I was meeting and creating a relationship with was going to have babies. And not that that was a bad thing, that they were having babies, but it's just different. Well, it's harder to relate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you want to do different things and you probably start totally. feeling guilty about living the life that you want to live. Did you, yeah, yeah. how did that go when you sort of started making friendships and then, you know, they all of a sudden become a parent or whatever? Did yeah. you have that conversation saying, I'm going to back out a little bit here. Or, that sounds brutal. That sounds brutal. No, no, yeah. I, I don't think I'd ever, I don't think I could ever say that to someone. No. The, I mean, I had only been there for a year, so I didn't have super solid close friendships. It was yep. more just people that I just met. Right. And I still talked to them. I still, you know, went to the baby showers, went and visited the baby, went and hung out with them. And then you just fully ghosted as soon as anyone brings up baby. <laughs> see you later. I'm yeah. out. Bye, guys. I'm out. I think that's what people think I'm like. like yeah, yeah. You're yeah. having a baby, cut. You yeah. cut from my life. Yeah. No. Um, no, and, and actually I love babies. I'm like, everyone have babies so that I can hang out with your babies. And you can and be the cool auntie. my own. Yeah. I'm excited. It's I've a- got one niece and i got a niece and a nephew on the way. So oh, that's excited. exciting. Um, yeah, people get surprised when you say that. Eh? They're like, oh, you like, so you like children, but you don't want to have yeah. children. How does that work? Yeah, exactly. I mean, but some people don't like children. No. I get a lot of people being like, I actually really don't like children and people make me out to be a monster. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Have you found that you have had to try and make new friends at like 30? That Just that whole topic in itself, oh. I reckon it's really hard because I've always thought I've been really good at making friends and I've moved to the country recently and I'm like, okay, I need, <laughs> I need like my own solid kind of social yeah. circle. And that's interesting, eh? Like I oh think because you're different at 30 and it's, yeah. I don't know, I feel like I get awkward again. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Uh, and I think, yeah. I've really struggled in that year. I really, really struggle with it. And I think it's also because you know who you are, you know what your values and beliefs are, you know the things that you stand for and don't stand for, but you don't want to go into a first conversation with someone and be like, what are your political beliefs? What do you think about this? What do you think about this? You kind of just have to work it out over time. And that does take time. But then, <laughs> then you're we a few don't months have a lot- in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then we also don't have a lot of time. So it's like, oh, yeah, it's really hard. And I do. It, almost feels like going on a first date yeah when you go out with somebody yeah there's the bumble kind of caters to that doesn't it like there are apps i think they need to focus more on that because it's all about relationships but friendships and when you're this age it can be really tricky yeah, a lot of people have told me about bumble and that you can do that for friendships i just never it just still feels weird yeah, it does feel a little bit You weird. want to do and it authentically. Like, you want to do it by meeting someone cool at the cafe or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that happens though. But, yeah, I do feel for anyone trying to make friends in their 30s. It's really tough. Mm. Yeah. Um, I know that you have also opened up about past relationships and mm-hmm. and, and a lot of trauma that came from that. Mm-hmm. Do you still talk about that? And how did you find yeah. documenting all that? online when it was such a personal thing to yeah. you? Yeah, I do talk about it, not super regularly because it is such a heavy topic, mm. but I, so for people that don't know, I am in my second marriage. So my first marriage um, I ended when I was 26 and that was an emotionally abusive relationship. Um, so yeah, I have talked a lot about emotional abuse online. I actually think that's where a lot of my followers came from as well. Mm. Again, another topic that a lot of people weren't talking about. And so it did get a lot of attention. Um, but yeah, it is quite heavy. So I do have to be very aware of what state I'm in because then what happens is I talk about it and I get a lot of DMs from other people experiencing it. So then I'm reading and it can be quite triggering. Um, but yeah, it's been, it was actually really, um, I hate the word empowering, but I don't know what other word to use. It was empowering Mm. for me to talk about it and kind of own that part of my life and heal from a lot of it. Um, and that part of my life has, I would not be the person I am today if I hadn't have gone through that. So it was six years dating marriage of someone that emotionally abused me. Wow. It was it was hectic. Yeah. It and was, what was, it was hard. the moment that kind of led you to think, I'm I'm gonna talk about this? 
Um, so it was about, it would have been, I think about two years after it had happened, after I left. Mm. So I definitely didn't talk about it straight away because I just didn't even know how to start. I remember I was in my car and I just thought, I just had this gut feeling like I need to, I need to share this. I need to talk Mm. about it. And I didn't really know if it was for me or for other people to hear, but I just knew I needed to talk about it. So I sat in my car And I wrote, uh, I had to write two posts because the caption was so long (laughs) and it took me about three hours to write this caption because I was, how do you put this whole story into two captions? Um, And then I just, yeah, pushed send and it was similar to the child-free thing just instantly. And it was all positive. I just instantly got so many people messaging me going, oh my gosh, thank you for talking about this. I went through something similar. And even just people going, I'd never heard of emotional abuse before. So now you're teaching me something. So, yeah, it was, I think that has been the most important thing I've done on social media to this date. Um, That would have been so overwhelming getting such a response. You would have been like, how many people are actually going through this on a daily basis? Yeah. And there are so many people going through it. And I also think it was really validating for people to listen and hear my story because for so long it had been kept in the dark and kept quiet so it was so yeah it was just really nice to actually go hey this is actually what I've been through and for people to say I'm really sorry that happened to you well I wonder how many people you sort of turn that switch on who didn't actually realize they were in an emotionally Mm. abusive relationship and potentially you pointed out some of the red flags or pointers that that would have been a sobering wake-up for some people who'd maybe thought that their relationship was normal but it wasn't yeah and I have had messages from people saying and like say I saw something that you did like a year ago Mm. over time I've realized oh that's actually me too I've left him now and now I'm free like I've had I've had quite a few women say that to me um which I'm like wow okay (laughs) awesome but also yeah, there's just there, – it breaks my heart that there's so many people going through that. And how do you sort of navigate that, um, I guess, in a responsible way because you've got people going yeah. through heavy, heavy yeah, personal yeah. situations. Do you have to ensure that you're you're giving, like, I don't know, a good helpline or, or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, so I will – never try to help someone myself because yeah. I'm like I'm not a social worker <laughs> I don't know how to do it. I'm definitely not an expert yeah so I've gotten really good at quick one sentence responses yeah. even if someone sent me huge paragraphs mm-hmm. which I'm like that I, amazing that they felt that they could share that I don't typically read it word for word I'll skim read it and then I'll just say, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I Please would really get help. Recommend, <laughs> yeah, I, I would just say, like, I really recommend going and talking to a family member or you can go to this helpline or whatever. Yeah, so I always pass it on, make sure that they're passing it on to somebody else. It's so... But I think, yeah, I think for some people, they just need to share their story. Yeah. Um, which is cool that they feel that they can share it. But, uh, yeah, totally not my responsibility to take on yeah and I can imagine that would that would get quite a heavy burden sometimes and like you'd have to just say okay I can't I actually can't take any more of these messages right now because like my emotional capacity is like and then it probably brings back a cycle for you and just I'm sure it's triggering sometimes with comments they say and yeah yeah. well good on you for like speaking out because that's um uh yeah it obviously has helped a lot of people 
So yeah. from child free to heavy I relationships. To, what's next? Will you get opened up about next? I know. Who knows? <laughs> Honestly. Sometimes I'm like, why do I do this to myself? Especially on days that I am feeling anxious or I'm feeling really tired. And then mm. I go, oh, I know what's a good idea. Yeah. I'm going to share about something controversial. Yeah. I don't know why I do it, but I do do it. So <laughs> so when did you get, at what age did you get remarried? Uh, so we've been married coming up two years. So I would have been 29. I know I would have been 30. Oh, I just yeah. thought of another topic to talk to you about your religious mm-hmm. background. And cause you, you grew up in quite a uh, heavily Christian community. Yeah. Yeah. Youth. Was it a youth camp? Was it a, hmm? what would, no, but what was, do you went to like one youth of those? Group. Yeah. You went to youth oh, group. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I don't know sorry. what you're getting at. <laughs> I'm a little bit clueless when it comes to all the churches and the groups you went to and stuff. Church? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you went to like quite a big church, didn't you? Um, a vineyard church. I actually we've changed churches quite I grew up, my dad was a pastor. Wow. So I was a pastor's kid in just a very small church. Yep. In Palmerston North. Yep. Um so I was actually born in Palmy. Shout out Pinote. <laughs> And then I moved to Christchurch when I was twelve, and yeah, we've been in we've been in quite a lot of churches actually, but yeah, yeah not one of the mega churches. How was life? How was life growing up doing that? Yeah, um, very different to what my life is now. Mm. And my my family will still go to church. And to be honest, I would maybe still go to church if I found the right one. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I had an amazing upbringing. My parents are amazing. My family is amazing, very close to them. But I look back now and, yeah, there was just a lot of stuff um, around, like, purity culture. So, for instance, like, very big emphasis on not having sex before you get married, um, even down to, like, what you wear, don't wear provocative clothes. Mm. I had a um, youth group. Uh, leader tell us that we shouldn't wear bikinis because it leads the boys on, like just stuff like that. Just yeah, wow. yeah. And so that was normalized when you were growing up. Totally. Until what age? Ah, oh, until I stopped going to youth group. And how old were you yeah. then? So probably eighteen. Wow. Yeah. 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 Wow. So that's okay. Yeah, so, so you I had a very, didn't... a very well behaved. Oh, I was so well behaved. I went to a Christian school. I didn't drink. I didn't have my first, I didn't get, I did drink, but I've never, I didn't get drunk until I, my first time getting drunk was when I was 26. Wow. Crazy, right? Yeah. I would have loved to have been around you. (laughs) Um, How was it? (laughs) I was, oh my gosh, I was by myself living in a caravan on my parents' um front driveway and my sister had just been out to town she was drunk I hope my family doesn't listen to actually she probably won't care she's a bit of a wild child but anyway (laughs) she was drunk she got home I had been drinking Coronas in the caravan because it was all my dad had I kept going inside to like sneak them and then I was like "Mm, I think I'm a bit drunk went inside the house my sister got home we were just like giggling and then my mum came downstairs and we were like what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? And so we just had to like pretend like we were normal. And then At she went back upstairs. 26. Oh my I know. Gosh. Crazy, right? And like, what yeah. were you, what, so were your parents obviously quite ingrained in that um, culture mm. as well? But then they, mm. but they had drinks at home. So they were obviously like, they'd still have alcohol, yeah. but it was just not, Oh yeah. Uh, what do you call it? Overindulgence. 
No, no. And yeah, even things like swearing, um, saying, even saying the word crap, you'd get told off for. Wow. And so yeah, yeah. when did you have your awakening out of this kind of way <laughs> of living? Um, probably after I, after I left my ex-husband, that was the time when I really did start. I don't know. I just had a whole breakdown of everything rebuilding everything so I would say about 26 yeah so did you just question everything you knew oh yeah it was and that's really I wrote so much in a diary at that time because I was questioning so much trying to figure out so much and it was actually really lonely and isolating and kind of scary because you've got to all of a sudden go okay who am I for starters because I've just come out of this relationship mm. then what do I think what do I believe and it's been really um but it has also been really cool because it's now I have a lot of friends who have helped me along the way mm. and uh have all come from very different backgrounds wow. so I have a lot of gay friends and I have a lot of um friends online that come from different um even spaces in the world and yeah. have all kind of helped shape who Danny is today and what she thinks. And I'm not as black and white as I used to be very, a lot of gray areas and I'm very okay with not knowing stuff. And I'm very, I'm very sure about that. Like I'm like, mm-hmm. it's okay if I don't know about that, I mm-hmm. just can just learn. And oh, there's such people. a pressure on everyone to know everything these days and mm. to have an opinion on everything these days, don't you reckon? Mm. It's, oh, totally. it's the social media yeah. culture and it's like if you don't speak out, you, you're damned. <laughs> if you do, yeah. you're damned, right? I know. And it's yeah. like, where do you sit on this? Well, hang on, maybe I'm just still working it out. Maybe I'm still learning. Maybe I'm not actually the person who's an expert in this yeah. field that should be speaking out and I want to be listening yeah. instead of actually projecting my yeah. opinion. Um, yeah. And I will often say, because if people do come into my DMs and they say, you should be talking about this, I'll just say, I'm actually not the expert or I'm not a journalist mm. or I'm not the right person. Um, I will only do that if I feel like I'm actually adding something to the conversation. Yeah. And a lot of the times I'm not. So, mm. Wow. So you just had like a whole life reset around 26. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. And how was, I suppose, like growing up in a very religious um, way and then getting married and then getting divorced how mm. was that received um <laughs> damn you've been my, through a lot man I know my family were amazing so my parents and my wider family were very supportive which was amazing I needed that because yeah getting divorced when you come from that church religious background is something that's not often talked about and not often celebrated like I wanted to celebrate the fact that I was getting a divorce because that was a huge thing for me to do and a lot of people um yeah kind of see that as taboo um but me being classic me I'm like nah amazing like I wanted to have a party I yeah. didn't end up having one, but, um, like, yeah um so my family have been amazing but there's definitely been people that I have they've never said anything to me but you can tell that they just don't know how to handle it. Mm. And so I naturally grab, well, while I was in those, that relationship, I didn't, I shut myself off anyway. So I'd lost a lot of friendships, but I definitely, all the people that I grew up with and went to youth group, I'm not close with anymore, apart from one girl, um, because it was just, I don't know. You're it's a new just person. really hard to know 
Hey, you, well, you're a new person. Like yeah. since that moment, I'm sure you're just yeah. As you said, you've kind of just built up from the ground, and now you're probably more sure yeah. of who you are than ever. Oh, totally. But it yeah. took a whole lot of trauma and a whole lot of shit yeah. to happen to you. Yeah. Excuse my language. Yeah. No, no, so I don't care. I don't care at all. <laughs> um, it's it's crazy how some of the toughest times in our lives like redefine us as a human. Yeah, yeah, and and I, I mean, I wouldn't wish anyone to go through what I went through, but mm. I wouldn't be who I am today if I hadn't have gone through it. Like I just wouldn't be the Danny that people know today. Mm. I mean, I still I still was sassy and had my confidence and all that before I went through all of that, but I'm a much more empathetic person. I'm a much more open person. I have a far more diverse group of friends. Um, yeah. I love who I am now way more than who I was before. If you could give a piece of advice to your mm, 18-year-old self, what would it be? Mm, don't marry him. Loud and clear. Do not marry him. <laughs> was there pressure? Was there pressure because of? Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. And yeah. Because in in our churches, especially the kind of church I went to, mm. everyone gets married young mm. because it's like you can't have sex till you get married, so get married. And there's a very big emphasis on getting married. As soon as you start dating someone, it's when are you going to get married? And so that pressure, I feel like there's probably a lot of people that got married that shouldn't have got married. Um, and also how do you know who you are and who exactly. you who you're gonna like if if you get married so young and you haven't figured yourself out and you haven't dated a lot? Oh, I don't I don't know. I, I you just, can, it's it's funny because you see like some experiments overseas work where the arranged marriage actually they kind of grow to love each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. some situations. But I yeah. think in so many other situations, you're right. You're such a different person when you're such a young age, you, you haven't experienced life, you haven't gone out, yeah. you don't know yourself without that person. And so yeah. how do you grow? Yeah. And like not to say that it doesn't work because, no, I mean, it can. for instance, my brother and his wife got married pretty young as well and like they have the best marriage and mm. they're like best friends and they're doing really well. So it definitely does work in some cases. I just think in my case, absolutely not. Mm, and I think it, it's almost like a thing coming through. There should never be one rule for everyone. Everyone is yeah. so individual. That, that's it. Yeah. Everyone has different needs. And the moment you yeah. start blanket telling people everyone needs to do this, screw that. Yeah. Run for the hills. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, Danny, we've covered a few topics today. Oh, and we have. <laughs> I'm so grateful for you um, opening up and and yeah, sharing your story because I have no doubt that it would have been a tough decision to share in the first place and it mm. must be tough to get that negative feedback that you do when you've been so yeah, raw yeah. about everything. Yeah. So good on you for raising awareness around these issues. Oh, thank you. And um, <laughs> and enjoy. You're, you're, going, you're off to a little conference in Auckland? I am. I'm actually speaking on a <gasps> panel about TikTok. Are you? Are you I like am. An expert? So apparently, apparently, I'm an expert on TikTok now, which wow. is a bit wild. Oh my god! Um, but yeah, so it'll be fun. Oh, enjoy it and and keep doing what you're doing. Stay true to yourself, and um, can't wait to see how you grow even more. Thanks, PJ. <laughs> Thanks, Denny.
episode number 12 with Danny Duncan on the PJ Podcast. A lot of interesting topics we covered there. Uh, what a life she's had already. And I just, I love that she's using her platform for the good. So if you want to give her a follow, um, Danny underscore Duncan, D-A-N-N-I on Instagram. And you can check out uh, some of her child free chat, some of her very inspirational um, outfit content, which I like to look at sometimes. She's very good with an op shop. Um, so yeah, go check her out. Hope you enjoyed that chat. And I'd love to know what it brought up for you. Did it trigger you? And, and why? Because I think the more we talk about this, the better. Um, why is it that, you know, someone else's decision of what they're doing with their life can have such a large impact on you? Love to know. Also, if you haven't um, already subscribed for the PJ Podcast, would love it if you did. And leave a review and I'll be back for a brand new episode, which is going to be, again, very different. Uh, and I'll be dropping that next week. Have a good one. 